Welcome to Discovering You, a podcast that explores the intricacies of personality and how it impacts the way we navigate through life. What will you discover today? Welcome to the inaugural episode of Discovering You. I'm your host, Victoria, and I'm so excited to be on this journey with you. Let's get the housekeeping out of the way first. Who am I and why am I doing this podcast? I'm the owner and founder of Discover What Works, and I'm a certified DISC and EQ analyst, as well as a certified team facilitator. So in the spirit of full disclosure, I didn't come up with the idea to do a podcast. I have my persuasive producer, Heather, to thank for that. Several people in the past couple of years have suggested that I give it a try, but Heather approached me with the idea and a solid plan for how it would all come together. So let me start by saying that I could not do this without Heather. People often ask me, what drew you to this career? It's one of those things that I couldn't properly articulate or even understand myself until I was several years into it. I've always been intrigued by the complexities of personality and human behavior. Sure, we have so many commonalities, but how do we understand and reconcile our differences? Doing a lot of self-reflection, I realized that I've always been frustrated when people misunderstand each other or misconstrue something. And believe it or not, I think I can actually trace this back to my childhood and being stressed out by certain cartoons. Sorry, Flintstones, I am referring to you. I had a similar reaction to watching the show Three's Company. You may remember it. A show whose central comedic device was based on one misunderstanding after another. Again, cut to mini-me, angsting in the corner. Have you ever been in a situation and you're listening to people talking and they are missing each other's points entirely? It drives me crazy when that happens. And I have to resist the urge to jump in and mediate. Okay, in all honesty, I don't always resist the urge. And in all honesty, it's not always warmly received by my family. (laughs) When I look back on my childhood, I realize that I was a very binary thinker, as most children are. As we're raised with a set of rules corresponding to absolutes in terms of rights and wrongs. For instance, this behavior is right. That behavior is wrong. So this informed my view on disagreements and conflict. I would have described my relationship with conflict as not seeking it out. Well, at least not consciously. But if it found me, I wouldn't back away from it. And this still holds true. But the way I deal with it is different. The binary thinking comes into play because my perception of conflict was that you either avoided it altogether or you tackled it head on. And that meant reacting with aggressive comments and proving why you were right and the other person was wrong. What was lost on me was that it's the space in the middle where understanding is achieved. And are you really going to get through to that other person by proving to them how right you are and how wrong they are? How about looking for ways to connect with them? What matters to them? Why do they feel this way? Is it possible that we aren't actually that far apart, but are just presenting things in such different ways that we're repelled by the approach, but not the message? Are there some tools that could help figure this out? Well, guess what? DISC is one of those tools. I am so intrigued by what makes people tick. Why they behave the way they do, why they say the things they do, how our words and behaviors affect how we are perceived, and, of course, what the implications of that are. So, 
In case you're thinking, oh, this sounds super serious, don't worry. It's intended to be a lighthearted, fun exploration into these topics. When I'm running team workshops or leadership meetings, I always find a way to infuse some levity because I believe that if we're having fun and smiling when we're learning, it sticks. So on that note, today I'm going to talk about DISC with some entertaining examples to illuminate it for you. DISC is a behavioral model that identifies four quadrants of human behavior and how they affect the way we show up in the world and interact with each other. DISC is an acronym for D is dominance, I is influence, S is steadiness, C is compliance. DISC theory has been developed into a self-assessment tool, which can be used to enhance self-awareness, highlight work strengths, alignment to job roles, and a guide to communicating effectively with others. By this point, you may have made the connection with the title of this podcast, Discovering You and DISC. Yes, that isn't a coincidence. So getting into that, people who have high dominance in their personal profile are very driven, direct, assertive, risk-taking, goal-oriented, and results-focused. So in order for you to make a strong connection with people who are high Ds, you'll want to get to the point quickly, focus on the bottom line and the end result. Here's some fun levity to figure out what it all means. If high D was social media, what would it be? It would be Twitter, not too wordy, direct, and thriving in conflict. If high D was coffee, what would it be? It would be espresso, swift and bold. If high D was a car, what would it be? A red Mercedes G-Wagon. So red is the color associated with high dominance. And there are colors associated with all of them because some of us are more visual learners and associating it with a color works better for some of us. So for instance, I have a friend who can't for the life of her remember what her highest disc factor is, but she always remembers that it's green. So that's why I'm doing the color association. So if Heidi was a Star Wars movie character, who would it be? Princess Leia. Of course, it would be Darth Vader too, but Leia took action, accepted risk, and was bold. Do you see what I mean? Lighthearted here. Next would be influence. So people who are high in influence are charming, spontaneous, inspiring, emotional, and talkative. To make a strong connection with someone who's got a high eye in their profile, be prepared to listen to their stories, engage with their feelings, and potentially be the recipient of a lot of hugs. If high eye was social media, what would it be? It would be Instagram, all hearts and trendy. For coffee, it would be a macchiato, sweet and frothy. For a car, what would it be? For the color, it would be yellow, and it would be a convertible Ferrari or maybe a Volkswagen bug. Definitely something fun. If High Eye was a Star Wars movie character, who would it be? It would be Han Solo. Next, moving on to steadiness, the S part of DISC. So people who have high steadiness in their profile are amiable, patient, tenacious, supportive, and good listeners. To relate to high S's, you'll want to project a sense of calm, so speaking at a steady pace and never rushing them or pressuring them for a quick answer. This might be tempting as they are more comfortable asking how you are doing than revealing how they are doing. They will open up to you in time after a sense of trust has been established. So high S is social media. What would that be? It would be Facebook. There's lots of room to listen. This is where you'll see people writing in, chatting, supporting, sharing. So that's why it's Facebook. If high S was coffee, it would be a latte. It would be smooth and mellow. If high S was a car, it would be 
Of course, here's the color, green, an SUV, reliable, safe, and practical. If Hayas was a Star Wars movie character, it would be, some of you may be formulating guesses by this point, if you're guessing Yoda, you would be correct. And Yoda works for the green color theme as well. Finally, with C, people who are high in compliance are logical, careful, detail-oriented, process-driven, and keen learners. To establish a connection with high Cs, be mindful of their privacy. They're more introspective and don't share as readily. You will want to focus on facts versus feelings. The concept of going with a gut feeling is uncomfortable for them. So facts, data, logic need to be present. If high C was social media, it would be LinkedIn. Business-focused, detailed, facts over feelings. If high C was coffee, it would be an Americano, strong and precise. If high C was a car, the color here is blue, and it would be an eco car. Responsible, economical, the right thing to do. If high C was a Star Wars movie character, I'm going to pause in case you're trying to guess as you're listening. And if you guessed C-3PO, you would be correct. So hopefully that was an enjoyable, easily digestible way to learn a little bit about DISC. I'm definitely planning to take a deeper dive into DISC in future episodes, and I'm so excited to have you on this journey with me. I mentioned my producer, Heather, earlier, but I'd like to introduce her and let her say a few words. So without further ado, here is Heather McPherson. Thank you so much, Victoria. I'm thrilled to be a part of this amazing journey with you. As you already know from my DISC profile, I'm not really a lover of talking about myself, but I appreciate the opportunity. And since you've also insisted, here goes nothing. My name is Heather McPherson. I am the owner-operator of Twisted Spur Media Solutions. I have a background in marketing, but more importantly, a passion for producing podcasts. It's all the interesting conversations that lead to learning opportunities that I love, and I am so grateful to help bring podcasters like you to podcast listeners everywhere. Through the course of listening to these episodes, you might hear me duck in and out from time to time, but always know that I'm with you every step of the way, listening, learning, and enjoying these wonderful conversations with Victoria. Hey, Victoria, since we're talking about it, where did DISC originate from? That's a great question. So it was developed at Harvard in 1928 by a man by the name of William Marsden. And he is a very interesting character whose life's work proved to be about searching for truth and understanding. He's most famous, actually, for developing the polygraph. So also known as the lie detector. Those of you may be familiar with that. Yep, that's William Marsden, same guy who did DISC. Even more interesting, though, I think, and not as widely known, is that he created the Wonder Woman character for comic books. So yeah, he came up with the character, he developed it, and uh, an interesting parallel here. His theme is consistent again. For those of you who are listening, do you know what Wonder Woman's superpower is? I'll let you think about it for a minute or two. Well, guess what it is? It's the lasso of truth. So when Wonder Woman wraps that around the person and it squeezes the truth out of them, so they are literally compelled to tell the truth. So again, you can see that he was really interested uh, in, you know, really searching for answers, trying to get to the core of what drives us, of, of what our truth is, really. I love that. How do people discover what their DISC profile is? So to discover your DISC profile, you do a questionnaire. 
There's 24 questions and it's called an ipsative assessment. And what that really means is forced choice. You may have heard that before. What we're looking at really is a forced choice between two or more favorable or unfavorable options. I often get feedback that it's really tough to just pick one because none of them feel perfect. This is totally normal and it's meant to be challenging. It's in those split second decisions where the behavioral nuances are revealed. I can tell you that I do mine about once a year and you would think I could just breeze through it, right? No, (laughs) I still pause and I think, well, is it this or is it more this? Let me give you an example. A sample question would be, select the word that most describes you and the word that least describes you. Here are the options. Open-minded, obliging, persistent, cheerful. You would have to sit there and think, which one of those words is most like me and which one of those words is least like me? So for fun, let me just tell you how I would answer that. Most like me would be persistent. Least like me would be obliging. Heather, what about you? Do you want to let us know what your most and least like would be? Most like me would be obliging and least like me would be cheerful. Okay, there we go. We both came up with two pretty different answers and there's 24 questions that are like that. So you can see why sometimes people are like, oh, I think I'm two of these or three of these. Yeah, you probably are. But this is why we're asking if you have to just sort of go with that gut feeling. I always tell people don't overthink it. Go with what your gut feeling is and that will likely bring you back the most accurate result. Now, having said all that, I do want to clarify something. I mentioned earlier that DISC is a tool to help understand ourselves and others. And when it's applied in this spirit, it's incredibly useful. From my perspective and the way I run my business, it is never intended to label or put someone in a box. We all have DISC profiles, but we are not the sum of our profiles. It is not meant to explore every crevice of our psyche. Sometimes if I'm doing team workshops, there will be a person or two who regards the process very skeptically. This usually occurs if senior leadership is driving it and the employee is worried that they may be judged or pigeonholed by how their profile turns out. This is not the intention behind DISC theory. When applied appropriately, it allows people to zone in on their strengths and align their activities so that they are working in accordance with them. It's also a mechanism to understand the differences we see in coworkers and gain some insight into what may be motivating them to work and behave in the manner they do. It's all about expanding our viewpoint and never about limiting it. Now is the part of the episode where I answer a question sent in by a listener. So make sure to send in your questions to discoverwhatworks at gmail.com or visit the website discoverwhatworks.org and record your question there. It may be featured on a future episode. And follow us on our social media, Facebook, Instagram, where we'll carry on the conversation. Looking forward to hearing from you. Heather, can you read our very first listener question? So the first listener question that we have is, population-wise, what is the most common disc factor to have? Okay, thank you. And that's a great question. I do get asked this question a lot. And depending on the job that you're in, your sphere, this could seem out of proportion to you. But if we look at stats-wise in a North American population, 
the most common disc factor is actually S, steadiness. And it's really interesting because making a connection with high S's sometimes can be a challenge. I do a lot of work with salespeople, and I think that often their profiles are I's and D's, and they don't always understand that S's are more reflective, introspective. They need to take their time. They don't want to be pressured or rushed. Trying to get them to make a quick decision, let's say going for some type of a quick close, is never a good idea. So it's super, super important to really understand the nuances that go into high S. And here's the thing. I always say high S's are sort of the toughest nuts to crack. But, you know, once you've done that, they are lifelong friends. S's are very amiable, very, very loyal. S is the most popular. That's what's represented. And the one that's the least likely is D, believe it or not. I know a lot of us feel like we're surrounded by a lot of D's. Again, that tends to be the the sphere of influence. S is leading the pack. Most people are S's. D is definitely the least. And then it's sort of in the middle following I would come next and then C would sort of be next to D. I find that so interesting. I do too. And I honestly almost didn't believe it had to do my own research. But again, that's when I realized, okay, wow, this fear that we live and work in is very, very relevant to this question. Yeah. If you're in a sales industry, you're going to see all kinds of I's and D's. If you're more in something like engineering, accounting, even things that are really highly creative in terms of photography, you are going to see a lot of C and S as well. It really, really, really depends on your environment. Thanks for listening. Remember, send in your questions to be featured on a future episode and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app.